Welcome to another episode of Them Binge Binging. Um, I am my own evil clone who really likes fire. And, um, yeah, I, there's only one joke for this one. Uh, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the opposite <laughs> of, like, me would be. I didn't even go with like, the opposite of me. I just. <laughs> yeah, you just straight up stole. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we get into it, I've got to apologize. Uh, you will be hearing sniffling. Mm-hmm. But it's allergy I, season. I am, yeah. <laughs> um, I am once again victim to the outdoors. So, <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> uh, we You're are talking about us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. This I saw this movie in theaters as it was coming out. It scared the shit out of me. I like one at one point ended up nearly on the floor in the fetal position. Um, <laughs> um and I saw this movie probably like six months ago. Um and it is just this is my horror where it's like it simply does nothing to me. I've Wait. spent far too much time with doppelganger stuff, so it's just astounding. I, like, is it? Yeah, it. Like, I think it's a very, very good movie, and I understand the horror. It just, it d- just does not scare me. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It scared the shit out of me. I don't know what it is. It's just genuinely like the doppelganger shit is scary. I never really comfortable with the concept and also just like how menacing the specific family for them is. Like the specific tethers for the main family is. Mm-hmm. Like costuming did amazing uh, job. <laughs> Especially yeah. with uh, Zora's freak the shit out yes. of me. Th- just genuinely like removing that child's eyebrows makes her so fucking scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's they did a very, very good job with everything. Mm-hmm. It's just a really good movie. It. This is, I believe, the second movie, like independent, not independent because it was associated with major studios um but like non-adaptation or like fully jordan peele project that we got i believe it was just get out and this um at the time if i like it wasn't even that long ago i cannot fucking remember (laughs) but Mm -hmm. holy shit um it's just genuinely he's so good at this. Yeah. He's just cuz obvi- obviously get out is <laughs> really fucking good. Um I don't need to be the one to tell you that and like I probably shouldn't be the only one to tell you that um cuz I yeah. don't watch good media and I don't have 
good, thoughtful, <laughs> concise commentary to add to anything ever. So, <laughs> but it, it was so fucking. I, I really, really loved it. It was such a good um, film. <laughs> it's like really well paced too. Yeah. There's really, I really appreciate the like ebb and flow of like tension and high stress. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't all kick off super immediately when it starts happening. And then once it does, there are still like small moments of like respite from mm-hmm. just the like insanity. Um, but I really like, oh my God, my brain is not working. (laughs) (laughs) I really like how the movie starts and like, I think it makes the, when the tethers do come in, I think it makes it a lot more effective that we've had time to really establish like character traits for the whole family. Mm -hmm. Um, because for most of the tethers, it is like they essentially have the same skills and abilities as the above ground person Mm -hmm. um, evil. I think I really, I do love the whole concept of it. Um, And like, it's rare that like we get introduced to something like this and we don't get a whole lot of information about it. And I don't feel like kind of gypped about it. That makes Mm -hmm. any sense. But I, I did really like, how they went about that. I just I just think Jordan Peele is a phenomenal writer. Um, I guess is the takeaway of that. But you're you're totally right. It's it's so good. Um and like I do also appreciate that like we got a little bit of this with Get Out as well. It's he is so <laughs> so wonderfully able to write comedy into his horror and it doesn't break the pacing or like the tone at all. Yeah. And it was awesome to see Winston Duke uh, in, like, this kind of a role. Because I don't, I don't know what else I've seen him in. I know I saw him in Black Panther, but I genuinely, <laughs> like, I think he was just, like, he is a more recent actor. and He's only kind of been allowed to be uh, in Black Panther in the Marvel Cinematic before this. <laughs> I was going to say... Other than like a few minor TV roles, Black Panther yeah. was his first movie. But this is such like a departure from uh, <laughs> like mm-hmm. any character <laughs> in any Marvel movie. <laughs> no, like a, yeah, obvious human, <laughs> like a believable human person. <laughs> yeah, they all felt so incredibly. But like I really, I his performance stuck out to me, um, because it was so, <laughs> so dad, <laughs> in the way that it was written and everything. I loved it. I loved everything about. Yeah, I, th- I think that's. I think for that exact reason, because he was so dad, I uh, did not like him for like the first half of the movie. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> like when Adelaide is like freaking out and getting all nervous and he's just being such a dad about it I was like just yeah. lock him outside <laughs> just let him deal with him 
I, I cannot deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say though, because uh, we should talk about the movie because we're kind of just yes. ambling about. Um, it's so clear. Um, what the the big like. I don't even know. I don't want to call it a twist because, like, it is like it's telegraphed from the fucking beginning. Um, it's so clear that Addie is a tether. <laughs> yeah, like I saw that coming. Literally, like the second is basically like we see what happened when she was a kid mm-hmm. on vacation, um, and then like the second the tethered were introduced, I was like. Oh, yeah. so Rick is actually the Adelaide who went in there. Like, mm-hmm. she did get uh, flipped. I think... Because I don't know how else it could have played out, but the whole fucking, like, moment where it's, like, she's back and she can't speak, it's so clear. Um, mm-hmm. As soon as they introduce the tether, it's like, oh, so this is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, like... Even seeing it coming, it's still so phenomenally well done that I didn't yeah. really care that I saw exactly. it 10 miles away. And, like, big shout out, obviously, to Jordan Peele's writing for that, but also just, like, Lupita Nyong'o acting for her fucking life. Oh, my God, she was so good in this movie. Like, half of the most tense scenes in the movie are fully her acting with herself. So, like... It's insane. It's so fucking... Like, it, like, literally, obviously, it has to be, like, the same person, but the fact that Adelaide and Red are two so distinct characters, characters and voices and ever like, mm-hmm. it's just incredible. Like, the other, um, like, not even the other act, like, the whole rest of the cast had the benefit of not having to voice act along with their physical acting um for their tethered i was like a negative <laughs> no exactly i can i'm like kind of glad the others didn't really speak just because like genuinely the most terrifying thing about this movie to me was just the voice she used for red mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so it's haunting um <laughs> Just like, yeah, in a realistic way, where it's like obviously it's like normal words and stuff, but it's just like she did such a good job of making it <laughs> fucked up and evil. Like, <laughs> it's like, and like if I heard that voice in real life, I would run, I would just mm-hmm. die, yeah, have a heart attack. No, I absolutely would not survive um, any encounter <laughs> with a version of me who is not inhibited by anything. <laughs> Except, like, blind. My doesn't have any skills. So. <laughs> I know my fucking tethered has weak <laughs> joints, so. <laughs> but so do I, unfortunately. Um, yeah. <laughs> I am obsessed with this concept Uh we should we've moved on again um yeah so, so. <laughs> the, the the actual movie uh, it's about Addie. um again it's telegraphed very early on that she is a tethered get an in passing ex 
around the climax of the movie about exactly what happened. Um, but for the time being, we just see her as a child on vacation with her parents um, to Santa Monica? Santa Monica? Jeez. Some L.A. place um, with beach and boardwalk. But, um... So, <laughs> she goes into a fun house and then she is kidnapped by what uh, you assume is her reflection. It turns out to be her tethered. I don't know. And she gets and don't... back. <laughs> at this, like, it is intended to be a twist, and at this point in the movie, you don't actually see the kidnapping. Mm-hmm. You just see her go down there, be confronted with scary reflection, and then it cuts to the future. Yeah, it, like... So, um, then she, then we cut to her walking out, and then several scenes of her parents dealing with raising her after this incident, and they just think their child's traumatized, which is fair. Yeah, yeah, like, it's a fair assumption. Um, But I think what they did wrong, instead of not putting it in, like, in-passing dialogue, like they did for her, like, whole ballet career, apparently, um was we saw, like, at least, like, a little bit of her in therapy and the therapist talking to her parents saying she still doesn't talk. That was very, like, I understand that they're, like, this is important, we should, but, like, I do genuinely think if it was more we didn't see, they were just kind of talking about it in passing, it would have (laughs) made for a bigger twist. Um, I thought it was fine. Again, it's, like, I knew what was happening but I also know that like several critics and stuff praised the twist like mm-hmm. apparently a lot of people did not see it coming which I thought it was very that's clear cool. but that is just like <laughs> yeah it's like the most obvious twist you can do with a doppelganger story it's, I'm, it's the only twist you can really do yeah <laughs> like um but it's it's very good uh but then we do cut to the future where she is with her husband and two children um on their way to santa monica for vacation again (laughs) yeah and she obviously is stressed she does not want to be going back there no um and gabe this is why i was like so tired of Gabe for like half the movie because he's just like it's fine it's, it was years and years ago and it was like a freak thing and it was like literally she was traumatized as a child like don't yeah <laughs> to downplay this um but we really quickly established their family dynamics um the siblings are very typical sibling relationship with each other um mm-hmm. Zora is in track, um, doesn't really necessarily want to be, it seems, was like the wheel in a gut, but (laughs) part of the reason they're going here is to have her run on the beach for like resistance training. (laughs) Yeah. Which I know is only sort of relevant later, but it still like it stood out to me so much that they're like, we're going to the beach and you are going to run in the sand. (laughs) It. Like someone who was forced into sports by my parents, it feels 
<laughs> yeah. It feels correct. Um, no, I exactly. Just... It, it was like, it ends up being a somewhat relevant detail anyways, but it was also just like really good writing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do, like, I, I love that. It doesn't speak as much to like a lot of the adult characters. Um, but I do really appreciate the fact that like um, Zora and uh, Jason, their character traits aren't just like a personality trait that only they own. You know, it's like their interests and their hobbies. Yeah. And it is like for the children as it should be it is integrated to family dynamics as well like with Zora's track like she is obviously yeah. very good at running track um, she has a lot of skill in this she <laughs> kind of detests it because it wasn't her choice or it's not her choice to continue at the very least Yeah, that's it and she's like on there she's like 15 I want to say and she's like on their ass about letting her drive <laughs> Yeah, which is extremely funny. Um, and I did get the feeling that it's definitely something she liked at one point, and she's mm-hmm. more... I got, I more got the feeling that she's like, we're on vacation, why do I not get a vacation? Mm-hmm. Um, and then just fully obsessed with Jason, whose yeah. hobby is tricks and pranks. <laughs> <laughs> because he is like a 11 year old boy or whatever yeah <laughs> and it's like you have it's like one of your three choices for hobby so <laughs> that was my brother's <laughs> <laughs> i really like it's just they felt genuine like it's like yeah. you know <laughs> like these are kids these are real kids <laughs> yeah and all of the characters just felt like real people mm-hmm and it's that's something that really makes for an effective horror movie because yeah. it's like you do care about what happens to these people because so many like slashers and stuff it's like I literally don't know this person I do not care if they're getting slashed mm-hmm. <laughs> but for a doppelganger story to be effective you yeah. have to know these people and there has to be person to them yeah yeah that's a really fucking good point um because <laughs> like it not to like prop up an al- almost two hour long film to um an episode of children's tv developed in the 90s but the <laughs> the let's get invisible episode of goosebumps <laughs> was um not great at doing this <laughs> yeah like zach's character trait was he had an earring <laughs> that's all you really need is the thing mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> no and it's something like again I am very I have consumed a lot of doppelganger horror um, and there are, it really just makes all of the difference if they actually take the time to actually flesh out the characters who are being mm-hmm. doppelganged <laughs> And this movie did uh, yeah. a really good job of that. So incredible. <laughs> and then we don't get all it's mainly this family and then the family that they are vacationing with, um, who don't get mm. that fleshed out at all. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> but it is it is worth noting um, that they're there and they have doppelgangers and they fall victim almost immediately. <laughs> yeah. And also, that family, um, a lot of Gabe's pers- like character is tied with them and how he is kind of trying to live their life or like at least live a life to keep up with them. You know, like he exactly. rented the boat and and all that. He's on this vacation to spend time with the you know, like No, not exactly. All of his family wanted to come here, but he came here because his friend and his family were coming here. Exactly. So another very dad trait. Um prioritizing some other family over yours. Exactly. <laughs> but uh yeah, like they they come up a little bit later. Um, I think the most poignant thing for a long while, you were not sure if this was the if uh, this family that we were introduced to, Addie's family, is the only one with doppelgangers, or at least I wasn't aware. Um, I think that mm-hmm. homeless um, harbinger man on the beach, very clear <laughs> he was a doppelganger, <laughs> but also like I don't, I didn't. I don't know things. I'm not smart. <laughs> well, and it does say like like every single person in the United States has one. Yeah. But I think it was like But I don't know how much more widespread it is aside from that. And yeah, and I do The dude on the beach knew something somehow. Yeah. I don't know if it was similar situation to like Adelaide and Red or if it's just I don't know what his deal was but he knew. He might have like worked in the facility or something. <laughs> I don't know. He just it's... had visions and they were correct. Yeah. <laughs> he was told he had like no proof. He just he was like well yeah. I'm gonna start th- saying some God, things. I actually did tell him. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> Um, so they're on this um, vacation. Not a lot happens uh, for a little bit. Um, they spend like the day at the beach with their friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Gabe's friend. Because <laughs> you can tell Addie's not comfortable with this family and uh, their the girls are not the... friendly to, to Zora and Jason. <laughs> yeah, and the other the wife of Gabe's friend is racist. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she just sucks. It's like a very oh. like Amy Schumer esque Yeah. And I like definitely intentionally so. Yeah. But it's still just like I hate to be seen. It's not like her husband. Thankfully we don't. They're no. um, and they all hate each other except for Gabe and the other guy. And that, yeah. Again, they're not important. Um, I, I simply don't care what their names are. So no, and I was glad to see them die. <laughs> and although that wife's tether was very interesting, I did like the little like scene we got of her um, at the vanity later yeah. on. Would love to like dissect that, <laughs> but it again <laughs> doesn't matter. It's irrelevant, exactly. I'm so uh, excited to get through the plot because I want to talk about the tether so bad. Yeah, no. <laughs> like the whole concept. But um, 
Yes. While so, we're on the beach, Jason wanders off. Um, he sees the old man we were just talking about, uh, and then sees the paramedics taking away the old man's body, and then sees what we will way later know is that old guy's tether. Yeah. Um. Obviously, does not understand what's going on at all because he is twelve. <laughs> but that night, Gabe is being. Mm-hmm. asshole and Adelaide's like okay I'm going to tell you what happened and then the tethers appear yeah the introduction of the tethers is so fucking good <laughs> like it's very it really reminded me of like the strangers yes <laughs> um, like it is obvious immediately that they are like doppelgangers but it's still like very much we have a period here of like home invasion horror. Which is also a very big fear. <laughs> um, a very uh, effective genre. <laughs> Subgenre <laughs> for me. It's scary. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Get out of my house. <laughs> but like the scene of uh, Zora's tether like climbing up the window. Yeah like a little fucking spider so scary <laughs> doing it in sandals girly <laughs> these folks are insane um obviously <laughs> but yeah. they end up uh overpowering the family and that's when uh red uh makes her big sp- oh my god this fucking speech <laughs> that's so good i love how they they wrote it where she's like telling kind of like a fairy tale mm-hmm. and then you realize just like the horror of what she's been experiencing down there yeah like she, she's like I can even begin to if it is no it's just the one that really sticks out to me is like like well I forget the word she says. I believe princess and the girl or something. Um, I think so. But um, princess and her shadow. I think. Yes. Okay. Um, So the princess like meets a man. She falls in love. She has two beautiful children and her shadow um, was (laughs) essentially raped by the shadow of that man. And forced to bear these children that she had no agency in. (laughs) It's haunting um, the way that, like, it literally gave me chills in the theater. (laughs) Um, It doesn't ever not. It's so scary. (laughs) Just, like, ruminating on the reality of the tethered existence and it's insane. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And it's like they basically the tethered down there start to notice that she's different and is able to essentially like most of the tethered just live their lives underground as an exact mirror of the above ground mm-hmm. essentially. But they notice that Red is able to not do that 
Mm-hmm. And she has, and this is the other moment where it's like, yeah, well, that's because it's Adelaide. Yeah. But it's like, she tells the whole story, and then we are introduced to the other tethers. And I am like so obsessed with all of them. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like obviously Red and Adelaide is a lot more complicated, but the others are literally just the them but evil. Yeah. <laughs> so Gabe's tether is Abraham, who is just very strong and yeah. evil. Mm-hmm. And then Zora's tether is Umbre, and I was terrified of her. I think partly the no eyebrows, but also just like the giant grin on her face the whole time. Yeah. Times. Um like full wide eyed just glee in candy shop. Yeah. Glee, while she is just doing horrible things. She phenomenal in both roles. I really like <laughs> I, I was so impressed with her. <laughs> and um, Jason. And then Jason. Yeah, I think maybe the most impressed with him just because it's like, again, this is like a 12-year-old and his tether is fully like a feral child who has to be kept on a chain. Yeah. And has like horrible burn scars because he keeps playing with fire and like so well done, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I do also really love um, that out of all of them, Jason's tether was like never like attacked. <laughs> like he yeah, chased like, Jason around, and then he and they ended up in the closet together. Been within a tether, like, yeah. and that was really really interesting. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was just, I it, it's so interesting. It's so fucking interesting. Again, I'm obsessed with it. Everything is just mm-hmm. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like they all look exactly how they should look to be the tether for the person they are. Yeah. Like again, the the um other family they don't get that, like. <laughs> Um, specialized. I think the most they did was have the husband have his hair slicked back. Yeah, the, like their whole scene, um, which is shortly after the actual home invasion and the chase thereafter, mm-hmm. um, during which Gabe manages to kill his tether. Yeah. Um, but then using the boat. The other, exactly. Then we just cut to this other family and it is. Like full on comedy, yeah. <laughs> so they're just so unprepared and stupid, and mm-hmm. a very specific type of like useless rich person who literally mm-hmm. don't know how to deal with things. I think the big standout from that scene, uh, and everybody's probably seen gifts or at least a clip of where <laughs> the wife is. Um, like on the floor bleeding out and she she goes to the Alexa she's like Alexa call the police and it plays uh, fuck the police yeah. <laughs> it's so funny it's so good 
I can't believe we also forgot to mention, like, the two, like, standout details about the tether, which are they're all wearing red jumpsuits. And they yes. all, um, you as their weapon, use scissors, um, which is another thing that is so fucking scary <laughs> to me. Yes, and they are using scissors because they say that they're untethering themselves. Yeah. Which, like, it's phenomenal in, like, symbolism, but also, like, um, I don't want to get stabbed with scissors. I think I would prefer to be stabbed with literally anything else. Yeah. I uh, don't know why it's, like, scissor-specific, but I don't like it. Then, we then get sort of horror, but also the peak comedy of the movie, in that um, our main family gets to the family of the rich white people who have all been killed. They manage to kill all of those tethers, and then they turn on mm-hmm. the news and see that this has been happening everywhere and that the tethered are hands across America, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just like... Just like, why are they doing that? <laughs> I I really love that. Um, because, what? like, that was, like, one of the last commercials Adelaide saw before she yeah. was, like... So, like, in a child's mind, that is absolutely what you're... The peak of, like... <laughs> A show of power or whatever, but it's just like they're just holding hands. I really liked it. I also it's really good. It's like and it is scary, but it's also really funny. Like <laughs> I thought it was very good. <laughs> I did also like um I I thought um the fact that <laughs> the t- the um other family's twin daughters, Tethers, um, because they were gymnasts. All they fucking did was flips. Yeah. It's, that was hilarious. Uh, also, like, good on Zora for um, being able to kill one. I think she really needed uh, the catharsis of uh, bashing one of their heads in with the golf club, which she got uh, to do. Yeah. She absolutely needed it and deserved it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we want to talk about the scene with the mother because it, it's kind of drawing back to, like, um, obviously Red is a special case, which is, like, she wasn't a Heather, so she didn't yeah. come through this attitude, like, naturally. Like, she exactly. was just wrong. But, like, the other mothers, Tether, um, after she had killed, after they killed that family, they stu- stayed in that house, which was very interesting, um, given the fact that we now know that they had, like, a mission, which is they killed her, <laughs> Tethered, and then they hands across America. Um, for whatever reason, but they all stayed in that house, and it was realistically, it's because we needed it for the plot. Um, but she sits down at the vanity, and then she puts lip gloss on, and she just looks at herself and smiles, and then she takes her scissors and she carves her smile, Joker like, <laughs> you know. But I, I really thought that was interesting. I really like loved seeing that in the theater. It was. <laughs> It was so cool um, to see that. It was very interesting, like, kind of glimpse at, like, they are kind of approaching, like, a semblance of individuality in that scene. Yeah. I thought it was very cool. Again, like, we don't really see much of that <laughs> again. She does get her head bashed in with the statue. Um, <laughs> no, it's extremely well done. And I think the only other one that we kind of see a little bit of that individuality is like 
Jason's tether, mm-hmm. who is like fully not actively trying to kill him. Yeah, I have seen some very interesting theories about um, that tether, particularly, mm-hmm. um, which we can get into once we're <laughs> done talking about the actual. Yeah. So after they leave the other family's house, um, Zora kills her tether by hitting her with the car. <laughs> Essentially, she's on top mm-hmm. of the car, and she drives it very, very fast and then slams the brakes, and it sends her flying into a tree where she's then impaled. Yeah. Um, and then they get back to the boardwalk, and there is uh, several tethers there in a line holding hands, and then also Jason's tether. Yeah. Um, who has set a little bit of a trap for them. Um, <laughs> but Jason has figured out that his tether mirrors him. Um, so he just walks backwards to make his tether walk into the fire and die. Yeah. And then we get to the big climactic confrontation between Red and Adelaide where it is fully revealed what actually happened and I really really love this both as like character but also just as an actual like choreographed fight scene it's so good because mm-hmm. they are fully like fighting with ballet yeah um, I do want to just... also just say that this is because uh, Red took Jason while he was uh, killing his tether. Yes, yes. <laughs> Otherwise, they would have left. <laughs> no, I did not mean to skip over that, but... It was Red very bad. <laughs> into the underground lair underneath the mirror house. So then Adelaide I, goes yeah, down I after... I love it. Um, what a phenomenal set design. Um, yes, and this is where it's revealed that the tethers are actually genetic clones that were created by the government um, and the experiment failed and they literally just left them all underground to mindlessly mirror their above ground counterparts and eat rabbits. It's just, it's so fucking, (laughs) it's so good. I am obsessed with uh, the whole It's really, really well done. Also, apparently it's rabbits specifically because Jordan Peele is afraid of them. Yeah, he just thinks they're they're creepy. (laughs) Um, Which I just find interesting. Not like, not in a, like, I'm not gonna psychoanalyze Jordan Peele or anything. It's just like, okay, you put your weird little phobia in your horror movie. Good for you. (laughs) It works if it scares at least one person. And if you're the person that scares, like, well, and it is just like it's also just like weird and also sort of believable that that's what it would be. Yeah. So like it works. Um, and then then we have the big reveal where it's like they realized Red was different from the others, which is because she was the actual human. Um, and then they have their big fight and. Adelaide, who we now know is actually the tether, manages to kill Red and goes back up with Jason. And then we just get them all like driving away, and we see 
a really, really good ending shot with Jason just kind of like looking very suspiciously at his mother and she's just like smiling. (laughs) Doesn't she like it's like like a little smirk. It's I don't remember for sure, but it is she gives him a very like evil smile. (laughs) Exactly. She's like, I know what I know you saw all that down there and you better not say anything. (laughs) But it's um, and then we get the aerial shot that shows that even with this family succeeding, really nobody else has. Mm-hmm. So that's like very it's quick run through. Obviously, <laughs> you need to actually watch the movie to get all of the nuance and details because it's like we simply are not Can't. going to get the whole script and no. everything. But like, and also like that it's just like, us reading a script. phenomenal movie. It was so fucking good. Um, again, like it was very impactful. I think it was perfect storm of like. Yeah, and again, I know that major it is, and minor inner imagery that scared the fucking. Yeah. Shit out of and me. I know, I fully know that objectively, this is an extremely scary movie, and it's just something that because I have consumed so much of this specific type of horror and written quite a bit of it for one class myself that it's like <laughs> it just does nothing to me anymore I have become immune to doppelganger <laughs> uh, not immune to uh, Lupita Nyong'o's voice for Red because that was terrifying no. to me but <laughs> nobody's doing it like she did <laughs> but if uh, my mirror self strangled me I'd simply uh, allow it yeah I think <laughs> if you've got that much drive um, who am I to deny you your destiny? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we all have our destinies. Go. Mine culminates here and whatever, whatever, yada, yada. <laughs> <laughs> but no. holy sh- I. <laughs> there is so much that is fantastically well done and so much to unpack in this movie. Um, so I don't know where we necessarily like want to start now that we've gone through the summary. Um, I I do yeah. like I think the okay. um Sorry. you're fine. <laughs> I think the amount of backstory we got for how the tethers came to be was a perfect amount. Um, considering this is ultimately a story about this one specific family's ordeal. Exactly. Which I think is such a great way of, like, doing that. Um, You can do, like, a huge, like, nation... Like, this is a national horror. (laughs) But if you play it out on the very personal, specific, small scale, it is effective either way. Um, Because (laughs) ultimately, (laughs) we're a very individualistic society. Like, this isn't, like, up for debate. This our values are wholly individualistic here. So it is going to resonate a lot more um, with us as Americans. <laughs> but also it is just like you don't get bogged down by the wider scope when you focus on a narrower lens. This is just simple. <laughs> simple fact. Um, yeah. And I do think they did tie that in with the larger scale implications very well. But 
just the whole co- like we got no explanation for for how tethers are specifically made. Mm-hmm. Would love to know how that happened. I don't think I would understand it um, because <laughs> I was a social science major. Uh, <laughs> but I also really like. I think it with that specific scene um, with the other families. Um, tether specifically the wives i mm-hmm. would love to see like or like at least understand i wouldn't love to see because if we get a sequel it's gonna ruin the fucking like you know <laughs> you know but yeah I, I don't think we need to see no more i just i think it's so interesting i'm like whether or not at some point given exposure to the outside world they would be able to integrate like um adelaide did it successfully Mm-hmm. So who's to, like the government could have like avoided all of this if they were just like, all right, sorry everybody, we were kind of like doing evil, um, <laughs> exper- human experiments. Um, but and like they wouldn't even have to do that. They could honestly, um, like take tethers from specific locations, um, and move them to a different location, and then work on re like. Not even rehabilitating, but introducing them to society away from their counterpart. Yeah. And it could go over well, I think. Because as long as they don't interact, I feel like it wouldn't be too much of an issue. Well, I think the main reason that it wouldn't work is that, like... They would have to have the whole batch. Well, and also... <laughs> the tethers couldn't do anything autonomously until a human who ended up down there showed them how to. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. Like, if the government, when they abandoned the project, instead, like, showed them how to be human, <laughs> Yeah, but the government simply wouldn't. They it wouldn't, yeah, but... <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very... No, it's, it's really interesting to think hope. about. It's, like, really, yeah. <laughs> really interesting to think about, but it is, like, if this it's was so an actual cool. thing that happened somehow, this is the most realistic outcome. No, exactly. That's why it works. That's yeah. why you don't question it. Um, because no, exactly. Because the American government is um, so uh, intrinsically inclined to commit atrocity against And humans. then try to cover them up desperately. <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> But, like, again, I, I think it would, it would be such an interesting, like, and I'm not pushing, do not make a sequel. <laughs> Sequels no, don't but ever end well. <laughs> I think it's something interesting to explore, and I'm sure it's been done, but I would really like to see, in the same vein of government experimentation leading to horror, but, like, I would really like to see some kind of horror based around, like, MKUltra. Mm. Um, just because it's like they were literally trying to give people powers with LSD and stuff and it's like <laughs> I think it could be an interesting effective horror to be like they succeeded and then hit it yeah. or something and I think this is sort of like obviously not the same thing at all but like this makes me think of like there is so much actual real life government horror that is like this that this fits right into that kind of narrative. Yeah. Like we know the government did <laughs> things would. like this, not obviously 
literally didn't make clones of people and stuff, but like unquestioned because we know they've done these kind of experiments. And it's it's just like the fucking government to like figure out how to make actual <laughs> genetic human beings. Like obviously they didn't make them fully correctly. Um but it's like they got like, a whole lot to And like, now they're gonna hang out underground and eat rabbits. And they're not gonna like there's no medical purpose that they've um repurposed this as, you know, like they grew whole humans and they can't even like do limbs for <laughs> veterans. No, exactly. Like, and again, it's fully believable. Yeah, it is. Again, <laughs> like I'm not <laughs> like like obviously ramped up and everything because it's a horror movie, but like <laughs> it's like not out of the realm. Like if we were capable of doing this, I think the government would exactly proceed in this manner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, it's exactly how that would have fucking turned out. Uh <laughs> It's just, it's also so fucked to think that, like, because, like, we don't know if they succeeded for doing this for the whole nation. Obviously, it was a large, large population. But I don't think we need the whole nation to hands across America. Um, And I don't even know if they (laughs) succeeded in getting across all of America or not. Um, They definitely got over it. I believe they did. Okay. So, like, I, I don't think you need the whole population to do except that. for like a gap from this one family but yeah <laughs> no you definitely don't because like genuinely i think you could get about halfway there with just like the three biggest cities populations yeah at and least also, halfway like, there they so they didn't need to like do clones of the whole nation and there's definitely at least two whole families that did not succeed in replacing uh, <laughs> their actual human counterparts. And I can't, especially in America. Um, yeah, there were several there, tethers in like rural Midwest who just got straight up shot when shot, they showed up. Like, shot dead, yeah. Just 100%. Um, <laughs> like, no matter how, um, if, if a 16 year old can kill one with a golf club and this one has been flipping around (laughs) (laughs) no and and it's interesting to like like it definitely is hard to believe that it would be super successful but I also am like they wouldn't I agree with you that they wouldn't need the entire population to Mm. succeed in this Essentially meaningless goal, but yeah, like, but like the but point, but also <laughs> just like isn't really the point, you no. know. Like, but like what I was getting to is like it's also just so incredibly fucked up with the government to keep them alive because um, killing a tether is not going to do anything to the human that they're attached to. Um, and I don't no, know, yeah, killing, they just no, thought it'd be funny. So they could have, the government's very pro-killing people, um, so they could have put them all out. But instead, they forced them to this life underground where they're not fully their own beings. Their whole lives are dictated by other people. And also, this does result in new generations of Tether being born. So they're actively... In an awful way. Yeah. In an awful way, they're actively creating an uncontrollable population. Like, this is, if we look at this 
in no other way than a, like a strictly like ecological sense they're they're introducing an invasive species to the local population and at some point they're gonna outgrow the station that they're in yeah but it's like again they the government would not think that far about that and also don't care they no. literally just don't care it's just and it's also it's also like all of that is really interesting but obviously with doppelganger horror the actual conceit of the horror is more like yeah. what if there was somebody who was exactly you but had no morals yeah so like, uh and i'm not like saying any of this to be like a commentary on the movie or the genre itself no, I just, yeah like, but fucking... it is it's just interesting to dwell on <laughs> yeah like it's just to dwell Whoa. on the actual like federal <laughs> implications, also just the like economical implications of this. Yeah, because like, it's like if this down? was real, it's like let's not do that because no wonder we are in Great Depression Part Four. Yeah. <laughs> like they- you're, you're spending my tax money on rabbits to feed these freaks. I we don't know if any government officials are going down there, and like giving them more rabbits um, or if they've put money into a, creating an environment where the rabbit population is self-sustaining within this complex um, but we know for certain that they kept the power on because the lights and the escalators still work no and I assume by virtue of them being rabbits that their population is probably pretty self-sustaining within yeah. this um, but it- so funny to think about and it's also just like it's like the government is that drill tweet where it's like I'm spending so much money no, I, I won't stop buying candles what can I do <laughs> and it's, it's like I'm spending so much money feeding rabbits and giving power to these weird clones and then somebody's Wait, like do they have running water? Weird clones and they're like oh no <laughs> I just like because there, there's also the expense. Like, it's it's California, so I don't think they're spending a lot of he- like on heating, and it's underground, so there's probably not a lot of cooling either. Um, but if they're living the day to day, mirroring their their other counterpart, they're going yeah. to be bathing. So are they getting running water? Well, but I don't know if they. <laughs> That's an interesting thing to think about because it's like, I don't know if they are. Like they're obviously not mirroring they fully because it's a, technically they just have to go through the motions. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, but they didn't look like, like, well, like they're also not dirty. Like, yeah, exactly. They didn't look like they had like <laughs> the the black plague. I think it'd be a little bit funny. If Are they, they getting vaccinations? No. Um, in the real world, COVID came from tethered. Actually, <laughs> it's just what like do they have polio? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know how long this has been going on. I know, but polio yeah, is thing. still something you can get. It's just we don't well, because know. we're vaccinated. Like, presumably, they wouldn't have come into contact with it if it's post polio vaccination. Until recently, some of them might have polio. But yeah, like, they definitely because have measles. polio is not like super prevalent now that there is a vaccine for it. <laughs> so funny. Um, but 
that is like an interesting question in terms of just like because they clearly don't have like health care yeah <laughs> because like red who is actually Adelaide but it's like her voice is fully because yeah her larynx got crushed as a child mm-hmm. but then it's also like Jason's tethered is fully covered in burns yeah they're like fully scarred over which I know bad burns will cause scarred no matter what but it's like they were not treated no nobody did his face burns how many of them got bit by rabbits and then got like <laughs> uh, stopped the premature uh, eyebrow loss <laughs> yeah however that happened I think that's the very like the most interesting like appearance one of them had because <laughs> like does that mean Zora like either there was a choice one of the tethered made maybe red where Zora's tether is not gonna have eyebrows or Zora naturally does not have eyebrows and she has to have them yeah. drawn on and not even drawn on because she clearly has like she's getting if she doesn't have eyebrows she's like getting them threaded <laughs> so like and in that case why does her tether not also have eyebrows yeah like, but what's, I don't, what's, it's, uh... there's too many, and it's with anything, any horror, especially that's on a scale like this. It's like, if you think about yeah. it too much, you're gonna run into so many insane hypotheticals <laughs> that don't yeah. matter. Like, it's just fun, <laughs> it's, it's fun, and it's funny to uh, just to think about it. The government just like leaving them dead, <laughs> like, well, obvious. Like, can you imagine being an intern and be like, what is this? power for the boardwalk funhouse going to i don't don't worry about it <laughs> i don't i don't think it need because like you don't light it that much um it's closed after 9 p.m guys and they're like <laughs> literally don't worry about it they're like are you fucking running the like fuck off <laughs> and also does that mean the government owns the boardwalk or just that funhouse yeah and, and i'm curious to know where the other entrances to the above world are because it's like that one is obviously thematic <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and I think and it would be funny if the government put thematic ones at every entrance to the underground yeah <laughs> like there's any mirror house you see is an entrance to the tethered underground but, but I also like- think it would be really funny if there's just like one that's just like in a bank or like literally whatever the, the, the thing is, though, like, the, it, they all have to be connected at a certain point because you cannot account for putting a tethered in a specific location that their person that they're attached to is and then that person moving and then meeting someone else in a different place and starting a family with them because the tethered has no, to do and that. Then I'm interested because we know this is specifically a U.S. experiment, but there are, like, people who leave the United States. Yeah. So where, what do their tether do then? Are they just walking into a wall <laughs> for like the travel time, or like <laughs> they like just a, sit down just, for like sixteen just... hours? <laughs> and then are is there like are they still attached while that person is in a geographical location that is not mapped to? <laughs> Like, is there, like, like a Bluetooth them? connection? Or is it, gets... like, or are they, like, disconnected when they're too far away? Like, how does it work? 
It's so interesting. It doesn't matter, but <laughs> no, funny to think about. Like, does the, they just disintegrate? <laughs> like, obviously, if you, um, after the government abandons this project and you enter the U.S. and become a citizen after that, um, you're not going to have a tether. <laughs> because they were man-made. And you weren't born of two tethered people. <laughs> but, like, wild to think about anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And you know the fucking government is so focused on, like, people with citizenship. Like, they would yeah. not make a tethered if you were, like, in the process of it. And they would not make a tethered if you were here, like, just on a visa. Exactly. It's so funny. So funny to think about because the government sucks. Um, but also, I do want to talk about, and I don't know if you thought about this or saw this theory, but I saw a bunch of people saying that they thought Jason was maybe also a tethered and Pluto was um yeah I have seen the theory that they also did like a flip Mm -hmm. um and I think there are some good points made but my counterpoints are for one I think it kind of really damages like what Jason's (laughs) tether means thematically for like childhood innocence and stuff. Yeah. But then also I do believe Jordan Peele was outright like, no, that's not like that's yeah. not a thing. <laughs> so I do think like, and it's a really, really interesting theory, and I completely understand where people are coming from, yeah. and there is stuff to back it if you wanted that. But I do think exactly. again, just like thematically, I think his tie works really well to show that there is like still some humanity to them and Mm -hmm. like specifically because he's the youngest one it's like it's just really interesting and I think it works better as it's presented in the film I I I think one of the main arguments that I saw a lot like outside of like well Pluto is scarred so he can't talk it's like well none of them can talk besides So, Red, who is a person. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, like, they're like, well, Adelaide throughout the whole movie has been, like, clearly favoring Jason. It's like, you just uh, have never met it's a just woman just... whose baby is a boy. Like, it's just... Literally just the youngest and boy, which is, like, a double combo. Yeah, like, that's just how that happens. <laughs> And it's like we also see not necessarily to her benefit, but like clearly, like Zora is clearly Gabe's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> they were not flipped at all. So no. Like, it's literally just common, well documented psychological mm-hmm. dynamics between parents and children. It's just, I don't think, um, given what we know about the Addy that, like, we know um, for the whole movie, I don't think it's unrealistic to her, for her to be, like, overly attached to either of her children, considering that was kind of, like, not a thing that was possible for her until she, like, so, 
every kind of aspect of her being an independent person away from this makes sense for her to be overly attached to. It's just Jason was the most recent, and she did. Um, yeah, I forget how old um, the switch they were when the switch happened, but like she did essentially still grow up in this culture. Yeah, and fully she didn't miss a whole. She lot was of- fully probably seven or eight when this switch yeah. happened. There wasn't a whole lot of years where <laughs> the American mores and values kind of <laughs> didn't get to set it, you know? Like, exactly. We're not really developing conscious memory or thought until four. So she was kind of <laughs> still fresh. And also, again, to to be both grow up in that and then also be overly attached because she has the realistic fear and the really interesting psychological implications of this movie of like imposter syndrome because she isn't the real person yeah where it's like she probably has spent her entire life knowing this may be taken from her at any time yeah and it's just oh my god it's so good but it's just like (laughs) do not try to put that onto jason he's just like Again, and I think it's an interesting theory, and I get it, but I genuinely think that whole arc with him and his tether is effective if he is a human and that's a tether. Mm. And I just, I, again, I don't know why um, Red or Addy, either one, would go back there to take (laughs) the opposite of their child. One within with the theory that I saw, it was Jason's tether taking him in the same way that. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, but regardless of that, it's like I think it both cheapens Jason and his tether story, and also Red and Natty's story if he's also mm-hmm. switched. Yeah, because then it's like <laughs> Red is not um, unique, and she exactly. Doesn't have- as much of a <laughs> but leg to stand on vis-a-vis revenge and also hands across America. Exactly. But yeah, I, I just I'm obsessed with that theory. It is um, I saw it before I saw the movie, so I was kind of primed to see that, but like it does, it is more like interesting when you don't have the full context. Yeah. But I did want to mention it because I I do think it's interesting. No, I think it's Um, really worth mentioning and really, really, really interesting. It's just... It's just kind of not fully the point. It's just that it is just a theory. It is kind of missing (laughs) a a good chunk of like what the story is trying to say. And specifically, because again, with doppelgangers, it's like... It is... There is obviously actual physical horror and stuff going on but a lot of it is psychological as well so you really need to like with theories like that take into account the actual psychology of these kinds of things Yeah, (laughs) and like I like the theory it's interesting again I think taking it at face value as the movie shows this is is more interesting and like yeah Because we do actually get <laughs> to see it happening to Addie. Exactly. 
And it is ultimately Addie's story. 100%. So, <laughs> like, Jason is just a small part of that. He is um, a good majority of her world, but, like, it's not his um, his nightmare being told, you know? <laughs> exactly. And it shouldn't be. Because, no. like, he's like fully just not the same story at all. No. Like, the full conceit of this requires Red and Eddie to be the center of the film because it is like, and I'm not going to get into all of this because I'm not the most qualified person to talk about this, but it is like centered on womanhood and specifically black womanhood and then add in doppelganger horror and stuff. So like, yeah. That's very glad that it is focused on her and not Jason or anyone else. Mm-hmm. And extremely thankful every day that it's not focused on Gabe. Yeah. <laughs> because it would be a comedy. <laughs> it would fully. <laughs> I just, again, I just. And again, I did we... come around hey. on Gabe, but he was fully the just like comedic relief. Yeah, for um, the vast majority of the scene, Jordan does that a lot. Again, I say a lot. Like it hasn't just been us and Get Out um, at this point. Um, And I have not seen Candyman, but that's again not wholly an original idea. No, I do really want to see it, but and I am fully after Get Out and us invested in Jordan Peele's career. Also, this week in the Academy Awards, need to recognize genre movies if they're really good movies the fact that this movie was not nominated for literally like a single of the major awards and it fully should have been nominated for best picture lupita nyong'o 100 percent should have been nominated for best actress and should have won for best actress quite frankly yeah the cost they might have been nominated for costuming i'm not 100 percent sure because that is one that genre can get into much easier but yeah, it's just like it's just, the fact that with, Lupita Nyong'o was not nominated no. for her performance and this is literally a crime. Everybody in the Academy should be in prison. <laughs> like, she was there's literally no reason besides partly sexism and racism, but also just like they don't they recognize horror. genre at all. Specifically, not just horror, just, horror. just genre. Though. Yeah, like, but just like Especially if you are nobody or in stupid drama, you cannot be nominated for best. I know, (laughs) and it's like I don't care. (laughs) If you want awards, maybe be an interesting film. Genuinely, it's such a good movie. I'm so glad to have watched it. Um, After this, I'm probably never going to be able to view it again, but. It's scary. Enjoyed it. As I said, I really want to see Candyman. Yes. um, But I very, very much look forward to whatever his next film is as well, just because, like, I am so invested in Jordan Peele's horror career now. Yeah, it's so good. It is so fucking good. Uh, But. We have gone over um, uh, the projected time quite a bit. I'm glad 
Um, cause... I think that's fine. We don't like generally we stick to an hour. If we have more to say, we will go over an hour. That's just yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. But <laughs> I don't think there's any more to be said. No, we can't keep. Uh... <laughs> so um, you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Dumb Binge Binge. We tweet out every time an episode goes live. Um, it's as close to Friday as we can make it. It's been hitting Sunday recently. The things are hard. <laughs> yeah. It it is what it is. Like I we project it by Friday. It's always released within the weekend. Mm-hmm. But it will come out when it comes out and we both have a lot going on and I'm not going to like <laughs> apologize for being a little bit late. <laughs> Again, we this is not um not a full time this, so or we, any kind of job. <laughs> um, join us next week as we wrap up our Halloween up for the year with nobody sleeps in the woods tonight. Very excited. Um, and for those of you who may be less horror inclined, we will be returning to some more regularly scheduled programming after this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we will be going into December where you will be dealing with us watching all the worst movies in the world. So, <laughs> and no worries on that. I will also be dealing with that. So, yeah. So <laughs> we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but some of us suffer jointly with a host. But <laughs> if you did not like um, October, you were suffering alone. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to say it. <laughs> hate to say it but but again if you are just less interested in the horror we will be returning not next week but the week after with some of our more usual content yeah (laughs) all of that being said thank you for listening this has been dumb binge binging